right, guys, welcome back to Driving Life. I am your co-host, Owen Trinkler, all right, all right, all right. and my other co-host. We are in the same room, Donovan Degelau. Yeah, together, different office, well, on a rainy night in Nashville. You know, they say where you where you lay your hat is your home, right? So yeah. As long as we're in the same room. We're in the same good. room, man. It's, it's great, and... Um, we kind of got the, the local theme still going. You know, we talked to Jason from the Music City Grand Prix, which yeah. is an event that I know you and I are both super excited about. And um, that's going to be here next August in 21. But uh, we're going to go back to, I guess, really my roots a little bit and talk about Fairground Speedway. Uh, we've got a guest on, J.P. Crabtree. He's going to be racing uh, in the All-American 400 this weekend. It's yeah. an iconic event. Yeah. Um, Everybody. Once either has raced the All American 400 or wants to, yeah. Well, and in this event, Donovan, I, and I could be completely wrong. I don't think they ran this event last year because of rain that they were kind of having on this Wednesday night here in Nashville. So they rained it out, and I think they postponed it to the spring. Well, then, of course, what did we have in the spring? Yeah, yeah. we were all still at home with COVID um, 19 going on, and so. This is a, I mean, they, they basically have had a year off of all American 400 hasn't yeah. happened at Nashville. So we're fairground speedway. Let me correct myself there. So I'm super excited for this weekend. Yeah. Um, we have a little bit of a local connection to, to JP cause, um, I guess they were gracious enough to, uh, put us on the yeah. car. Yeah. So that was kind of interesting the way that that played out. Right. So friends <laughs> of the friends of the podcast, uh, um, JC performance classics, uh, you know, and Jeremy Carpenter, um, had called, asked if we would be interested in helping out, which, you know, short notice, it was kind of one of those things like, ah, eh, you know, I'm not sure, whatever. Um, and then we get another text message and said, we're going to work this thing out. Let's just make it happen and put, we're uh, in. put driving life on the front of the car. I'm like, sure, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, let's do it. So we're, we, you know, we're really appreciative of that. And it's great to bring some, you know, some Midwest talent to Nashville. And, uh, you know, Jeremy's really high on this kid, JP, and um, great conversation, uh, you know, that we had with him uh, tonight. And, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to it. And it's it's fun for us, you know, to be a, to be a part of this. And I'm really, I'm really thankful to, you know, Jeremy for, for helping us out and figuring out a way to make this happen. No, I am too. I mean, I think it's, it's a deal that, as you kind of hear his story here in his interview, I, I kind of cling to somebody like this because they're, working a full-time job yeah they get home 5 36 o'clock and change clothes grab a bite to eat in the kitchen and head out to the race shop yeah and uh there were so many nights spent with my dad working on the go-karts and stuff and and just doing that then you get in the truck and drive the next day and you know I, and we talking about this in the podcast i've driven our truck yeah. even our hauler that I, the team i drive for now i do hold the cdl and yeah i keep that kind of quiet Maybe not now, but um, <laughs> but I cling to that type of person because that's old school, and yeah. uh, you know, doesn't he? He just got you know sweat equity into this thing, yeah. and I totally get that and he's, love. That. He's racing because he loves it, and it's yeah. in his blood, and you know that's that's what he does. So yeah, he he works to race. Yeah, you and, know, and not, that's, that's super cool. Yeah, I'm uh, happy for him. His first trip to to Fairground Speedway this weekend. Um, so he's never he's been down here to watch some stuff, but this is gonna be his first trip to actually yeah, be on to track. To actually race and uh yeah, to be on track. Well, he says he's been doing some some eye racing stuff here, which I didn't know they were doing that with fairgrounds, but they did, yeah. So this that came out, not to get sidetracked here, but of course Dale Jr., yeah, your boy there. Yeah. 
pushed uh, North Wilkesboro during the pandemic and then pushed this to the fairground speedway. So it is on iRacing. Uh, so everybody go out there and get it. Um, but if you're in town or if you're like, hey, I'll listen to you guys and you're sort of close to Nashville, weather's going to be great. Yep. It's going to make a turn. Um, we're going to get through this rain. It's not going to rain out the four- All-American 400 this weekend. The race is on Sunday afternoon. Practice is Friday. Saturday night show will still happen. I think it's sort of yep. the local show. And then, But they qualified Saturday, Saturday late afternoon, afternoon, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. for the 400. And um, definitely go check it out. You know, come get some tickets. We're going to go down there. I think yep. I'm going to take my kids down. And the tickets, I mean, folks, if you're looking for somewhere to go, I know times have been tough here in 2020, go to the fairground speedway. Yeah. You can get in there, I mean, way less than you can go to any other event. And just go town. have fun. Check it out. Yeah. If you've never been, go. If you've if you've been and and want to go back, here here we are. Yeah, go go check it out. Uh, Fairground Speedway. All their social media is what they're on. Uh, you can watch the race if you're not here locally. Speed. You got to go there, Donovan. Yeah, I think it's speed fifty one tv dot com or yeah. speed fifty one tv dot com. Someone just just Google speed fifty one tv and it'll spit out something for you. Yeah. So, guys, enjoy JP Crabtree. Um, his driving life Corvette yeah. that he's going to have this weekend. Because they, they let him uh, – he talks about this in the episode that <laughs> – He gets to pick. Yeah, they get the picks where the stickers they want to put on there because it's a spec body, yeah. and he, he chose a Corvette. So um, that's pretty cool, and we're, we're happy to ride along with him this weekend and going to be cheering him on. And, yep. and just everybody, I hope it, it's going to be some great racing action going on down there. So enjoy this episode, guys. Uh, we'll do a quick race review at the end of this – episode and talk about what happened over the weekend and we're still kind of watching what Texas is going on as we speak right right now for NASCAR but uh, have a great time take care of each other love each other go to the fairground speedway this weekend and we'll see you soon peace all right guys welcome back to driving life we have got a really special guest tonight Donovan Um, big event coming up all-american 400 at uh, the Fairground Speedway, which is, I think, one of the coolest events in the country. Yeah, it's huge. Everybody tries to come to this or has been yeah, to this event. I know. It's I, I want to race in this event at some point because um, I have raced there, yeah. go-karts, and then uh, I did some late model trucks well, a long time ago and um, look forward to maybe getting back there at some point. But we've got J.P. Crabtree um, with us tonight. He's going to be... JP, correct. I, I I know you run the late model, but it's All American Four Hundred. Is there a specific name for the late models now, or is it Super Late uh, Model? I guess. Yeah, the the ones that I'll be running, it's called the uh, Jags All Star Series. Okay. Um, through CRA. Awesome, man. Well, how how you doing tonight? You getting getting excited for this weekend? Oh yeah, I'm 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 really pumped. Um, I'm actually just now getting off work and and heading out to the race shop to try to get more work done on the car. Um, for this weekend uh it's a pretty big weekend good car count i think there's a uh, 39 as of today which is really big i mean compared to other shows so 39 cars is really good yeah yeah so. well I, I remember those days of um i mean i was really young so i wasn't working but going to school my dad would get off work and then we'd go work on the go-karts when i was younger um JP, kind of tell me, like, where, where did this passion start? I mean, it doesn't even have to start for racing yet, but just, just your car passion. Where did it where did it start from? Um, 
I'm not really sure if I had a choice. I was kind of born into it. <laughs> I understand that completely. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I, uh, I think I went to my first race when I believe three weeks old, um, was when I went to my dad's, yeah. uh, race. Uh, he, he raced and my grandpa, he started racing back in the day. Um, and then, yeah, so just born into it. And then, um, when I got five years old, uh, Santa Claus bought me a, uh, a go-kart and then it just kind of started from there and hasn't stopped since. Right. So, and you're a Midwest guy too, right? Where, where's you, where do you predominantly race out of? Um, Indiana mainly. Um, we go to like, I I would call my home track probably either Winchester or Anderson Speedway. Um, and then we have also Mount Lawn Speedway. Um, and then, uh, Luke Soil Raceway Park, um, all within an hour from where I'm located at. Cool. So at, at five years old, you get your first go-kart and that kind of launches it, right? Is that, I mean, kind of take, walk us through the progression or, or, I mean, how does that work with school? I mean, how did you make everything work? What, what was it like? Well, um, it's kind of hard to remember the, uh, back then. Um, I do remember like my very first time actually getting to get in the cart and go to the track. I raced at a little track. Uh, it was called the SOP here in Muncie. Um, and I remember my first practice session out there. Um, cause I remember it plain as day because I didn't shut my visor all the way and I got like hit in the eye with a rock. <laughs> uh, so learn, learn that lesson Bless right it. from the get go. Always shut your visor. Um, but yeah, um, basically, uh, just went and, and did some practices and then, um, next thing you know, we're, we're, we're racing. And, um, like I said, that started at five. And so I ran, ran kid carts is what I started out in and ran them for a couple of years and then, um, switched to NAS carts. Um, dad wanted to put me in something with a cage. He was mm-hmm. a little bit afraid because of safety and everything. Um, so we switched to the NAS carts. I ran them for a few years. Um, which brought me to about, oh, seven or eight years old. Um, that's when dad told me that, um, you're going to have to start working on your cart. You know, if you're going to race it, um, seven years old, eight years old, I just said, okay, yeah, whatever, you know, and that was pretty much the end of that. So, um, dad ended up selling the go-kart cause I didn't want to work on it, which is understandable now. Um, back then that was definitely not anything I had any interest in, um, so basically, uh, he sold the carts and I was out of it until I was probably around 14 years old and I started to come back out to the race shop. And, you know, one day I just was like, I want to race. And, you know, dad, so dad hands me a broom and says, okay, well, here you go. And so I started your way. in the shop and, yeah. and then that moved on to cleaning the car and then, you know, putting the tires on, just doing little things and learning, um, and then a couple of years later, I started racing champ carts, um, ran them for like three races, which was my, uh, before then I've only done road course stuff. Um, so when I got into the champ cart, I had like three oval track races the following year we jumped into a street stock. So that was a pretty big jump. As I said, it's a big yeah. jump. Yeah. So, so you gotta then, be, uh, you gotta be sweeping quite a bit to make that jump. Yeah, um, that, that dad worked out a deal with, uh, with another guy to where, um, basically we drove, um, his car and then we supplied the engine and did the upkeep on the car and got it to the track. Um, so yeah, that, that definitely going from a champ car to a street stock was a big learning curve. Um, I can definitely remember the, the first time jumping in that street stock, 
um, was at Anderson Speedway, and uh, that was it was a little crazy. I'm not gonna lie, I got dizzy for my first time out there. <laughs> how how big's the oval there at Anderson? Uh, it's a quarter mile. So okay, it's, it's, it's not that big really. Which is why you get dizzy because you're just hauling around yeah. in circles yeah. all the time. Yep. So. JP, what car? I mean, so so at 14, you kind of get back into this. Um, but what was in your dad's shop? I mean, what was he wrenching on? I mean, we talked a little bit about your background, but I mean, what was your father wrenching on in the race shop that sort of got your interest back into this? Um, at that time, he was running um, Hooters Pro Cup Series. Okay, which is yeah, a series that's no longer around. Um, he was running that. Um, and then also running the CRA super late model series as well. So it was kind of a bouncing back and forth between the two series. Um, the one car I remember working on the most or when I was coming back around was, would have been the super late model, which is a car that, that he's actually, he's actually had the same super late model since I believe probably about 2002, I think. Um, and he's, he's had that. I, I actually raced that car last year. We still got it. I don't think he'll ever get rid of that car. That's cool. Well, I mean, it, so at that time, was your dad just, you know, wrenching for guys and, or was he being a team owner and, you know, type deal at that time that you sort of got your interest back in at 14? Um, really, uh, it was um, kind of a, a deal with uh, my grandpa and him um, where they kind of were kind of co-owners. Uh, dad was kind of the, the chassis man, crew chief, you know, upkeep on the car. And my grandpa was actually um, building the engines for the cars oh, at the time. Cool. Nice. Um, so it's, it's kind of always been a real small family operation between the two. And then, and then now, you know, now me, um, grandpa's kind of stepped aside a little bit, um, and kind of given us the reins on everything. Uh, so we've just been trying to go out there and win some races. Now at that time, how many races a year? Well, I mean, what was your schedule like? Because I'm assuming you're going to school and trying to juggle, you know, all these things as a 14, 15, 16-year-old, uh, you know, and trying to get some racing in at the same time. Yeah. Um, one thing that they always told me was school was first. Sure. I didn't really agree a lot of the time. But <laughs> yeah. so there, there would be races that I, I wouldn't get to go to um, because dad would have to leave on like a Thursday or a Friday to make it to the track uh, on that weekend or that Friday. Um, so I'd be stuck back at home, whether it was watching it at the time they were broadcasting the races on speed TV. Um, so I'd either do that or, you know, just be waiting for that phone call to see, you know, how everything went. Cause that was kind of before the whole my laps or um, yeah. any of the timing and scoring that they have now that you can get on your phone. Um, but as far as my scheduling and, and, and school, um, I'd go to school. I wouldn't really pay attention much because all I was thinking about was racing. I can. I was actually going through some old school books that I had had where I was looking through and I was, it was a notebook for like a math class or something. And there was no math in that, nothing but just car drawing. <laughs> so, <laughs> Who needs math? Yeah, right. I mean, you might use it once or twice in the in the pits maybe right yeah you know kind of wishing now the way <laughs> racing is taking a turn honestly I, I wish i would have paid attention more in math class than anything else <laughs> yeah exactly it's gotten pretty technical uh, yeah. you know, as we move forward for sure so we got um you know you're back into late model stuff and donovan and i were just uh chatting you were sending us a text uh before we kind of came on air here that uh i mean the late model stuff's not everything that you did 
and <laughs> or are currently doing or currently doing yeah i guess are you is he are you currently doing the, the lexus right now is that or is that yeah you're, um you're the, drift, yeah. the drift the project car I have um, I have more project cars than I have running cars at the time. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm familiar with that totally. Yeah, yeah I um, I'm really bad at um, honestly. I need to take some time off, and and we're almost to the off season where I can kind of focus on you know getting some of my other projects uh, kind of somewhat together. Um, but uh, some of the projects that I have going right now. Um, me and a buddy, um, Joel Enix, we just uh, we bought a couple of old um, Bush cars um, that we're actually going to turn into uh, like a street legal car. Um, have some street legal race cars to, you know, cruise up and down the road. All right, all right hold on, back up here for a second. <laughs> we're not going to let you just go right through this that quick. So when we talk about Bush cars, we're talking about X Bush Xfinity Bush Grand National cars, right? Yeah, correct. Yeah, they they were. All um, right, so hold on. <laughs> How are you going to turn that into a street car? Yeah, that's like well, you really got to go backwards for that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, we actually kind of looked into it a little bit to figure out, you know, as far as at the DMV and all that stuff on how all that's going to go and. Who can we pay Obviously, off? Obviously, <laughs> they, they make it seem really simple, but I'm sure it's going to be kind of a headache. Yeah. But. Um, from what we've gathered up so far, at least here in Indiana, because I know each state is different, um, headlights, tail lights, turn signals, um, and I don't even think they even make you have a windshield wiper. Um, one weird thing was they wanted a working horn for some reason. Yep. Um, I guess the clutch and the gas pedal don't work as a horn around here. Um, <laughs> so um, other than that, um, I- I'm going to try to make it look like a- as much as a race car as possible. Uh so we're going to, I think we're, we want to try to stick with the same um, engine and transmission because uh, we, we've talked about, you know, once we get these things together, possibly bringing them down to the uh, new racetrack in Nashville that will be in the works here um, to just kind of play around with. Sure. Uh, that was one of the things. So we wanted to have the same engine transmission. So then when we go to a track or something, you know, one isn't, you know, out motor and the other. So we've talked about putting like a, just your typical, like five, three, um, LS and yeah, uh, okay. something cheap and reliable. Something easy. Yeah. I mean, those yeah. are a dime a dozen and right. Yep. So yeah, that, that's, that's one project in itself, which like I said, it'll take a while to, to get all that along with everything else I'm doing. And then, um, me and my buddies, we, uh, we go drifting every once in a while. There was a um, track here in Indiana. It was actually in Indianapolis uh, called the Speed Drum. Um, we would go there and uh, do drifting on like a Sunday. Um, but they've recently shut that down. So um, drifting this year, we didn't really do much. But it's definitely something that we <laughs> like to go. We and, love to go burn some tires up. Yeah, and so your drift car is uh, kind of a grocery getter. LS400? Oh yeah, I, I that LS four hundred. Like I said, we have been through so much. Me and that LS four hundred. It's actually it's kind of a funny story on how I got into that LS four hundred. Um, I actually um, I had a Chevy S ten that the frame was rotted out, and so me and my buddy one day after work, I worked for um, his his uh, father at a trucking company as a mechanic, and so one day after work. We decided we were going to, you know, take the bed off the truck and, and look at it, see if we couldn't put a patch on it. Well, we looked, and it was too far gone. There was no way for us to possibly patch it up and uh, the night that we wanted to get it done in. 
so we decide, well, we already got the bed off of it. We'll just keep the bed off of it, and then, you know, we'll fix it over the weekend. Well, so we decided we are going to go get some food, and as we were driving it down the road, the truck literally broke in half. <laughs> um, so basically, I'm without a vehicle um, at the time and, and wasn't making – very good money, or I guess I should say wasn't making very good choices with my money, as <laughs> most racers do. Um, so he, he loaned me a motorcycle. Um, I rode this motorcycle for probably six months, like rain, shine, whatever it was, because that, that was my only transportation. Um, I finally saved up enough money to where I had it set up to where on a Friday, I, it was payday, and I had two cars lined up. I was going to either go look at this Ford Focus, or I was going to go look at this LS400, which I had no clue anything about the LS400s at all. I just, it was in my budget and it looked cool. So I was like, well, I'll check it out. Went and looked at the Focus and I was actually going to buy the Focus, but the guy never came outside. <laughs> I knocked on the door and like, hey, I'm here. Like never came outside. So I said, well, uh, that's a no go. So let's go look at this LS400. We bought the LS400 and little did I know it was, the uh, you know, 4.0 liter VA, yeah. all aluminum, forged oh, yeah. internals, like a really good power plant. Real, rear wheel drive, I mean. Rear wheel drive and everything. Uh, and plus all the uh, luxuries of you know, <laughs> a Lexus on the inside. So I was like, wow, like, I feel like I won on this one. It's in budget. Yeah, yeah it's in the budget. <laughs> in the budget. Um, yeah. Needless to say, when I got this car, it had about 267,000 <laughs> miles on it. Since now, it has 317,000 miles. And I can at least say 20,000 miles of them has been the rear tires. I was going to say the fronts have, you know, 300,000. <laughs> the rears have 317,000. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So it, it's that car. Um, we literally just, I actually, the we've lowered it down and we've actually taken coilovers off of one of my late models, put them onto this LS400. <laughs> oh like yeah. this is like, this is your budget build. I mean, I literally don't have much money in this car, but it'll just rip all day long. Um, we dropped the rear end, welded it up and it's a locked rear end <laughs> and just eats through any tire you put on it. Well, I saw a video and I don't know if it was Hoonigans or Goon Squad or somebody out, those guys out in Arizona and somebody brought in an LS400 and they were just, he said the same thing. He's like, man, I can just rip, Redline on this thing all oh, yeah. day long, all day, and it just keeps right on motoring. Yeah. Yeah, JP, what, what's some of the stuff that I mean, like, so yeah, you, you put some coilovers on it. <laughs> I mean, what, for our listeners out there that may have not, I mean, some have done some drifting, but maybe not mm-hmm. on purpose. Um, <laughs> what, what's the setup? I mean, what do you try to change on the car to really get it to to drift well on this Lexus? Um, honestly, um. We didn't really think it factor in much of that when I put the coilovers on the car. I just kind of wanted a lowered car at the time. <laughs> make um, it look, look cool. Yeah. yeah, make it look cool because honestly, I, I rolled around for probably four months with um, heated springs. We just literally heated the springs up and let them flat. Uh, and, and then finally, the springs where we had heated them up, they got brittle and started breaking. So then, like, the car was, like, one, extra low on, like, one side and not the other side. <laughs> yeah. So I was like, okay, this, this, this has to go. Um, but as far as what we did spring-wise, we honestly just matched the front springs and matched the rear springs up. Um, since the car really doesn't have – I mean, it has some power, but you also are, you know, pushing around almost 5,000 pounds. Right. Um, so we, we went a little heavier on the rear springs. Um 
just to compensate to try to take away grip from the car. Yeah. Um, so went up on the spring rates on the rear and then kind of softened up the front to give it grip in the front, less grip in the rear. Um, and whenever I would hit the, the track, I'd always have snow tires on the front. I know it sounds crazy. <laughs> there, but no, that they grip, makes sense. They grip grip up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Did you do anything with the brakes as far as, you know, proportioning bias to the front? I didn't even have a, um, I didn't even have an e-brake in there. That was all just weight <laughs> transfer. I mean, the thing was so heavy, you could just flick it into the corner and stand on it and just light them up all around through there. Yeah, with those snow tires. You know the snow tires, Donovan. You, you're from up in that area. I so, never but purposely bought snow tires. tires yeah. No, I just drove it. <laughs> you, just, you just went for Whatever it. Whatever was yeah. on there, I yeah. just went, it went through the snow. I didn't That's care. a good idea, though. Put the snow tires on the front. That's funny. You yeah. know, so they grip up and then the back swings around. And gas yep. it. Yeah, like, just mad it and go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I like that idea though. I mean, that's um, yeah. So how much? Tell I got to know how much money you got in this car. Like, what did it cost you to just go out and screw around with uh, this thing? Um, I would say probably, uh, roughly, on a high note, probably twenty two hundred dollars. <laughs> on a high note, <laughs> dude, and, and, that's and awesome. What's, what's crazy is, um, I actually. One day I, I decided that um, I, I was actually, I kind of put that car away and then I got another car that was daily driving. I kind of had that one just, just tucked away. And one day one of my buddies, he hit me up and he's like, hey, can you help me out? Like my car's not running, you know? And I was like, well, what's wrong with it? And he was explaining it to me and he had a little Miata at the time. Mm-hmm. And for some reason I decided I really want a Miata. So I offered him, I would trade him my running and driving car for his Miata because, you know, I needed another project. And... <laughs> You know, we did the trade, and that was that was it. That car was gone. Um, I regretted it like instantly. Um, and that car actually had traded hands four times, and I just bought that car back um, at the beginning of this year. Had to go like in the middle of Ohio to get this car. <laughs> so even even with with all that, that was price included of buying it twice. If that makes any sense. <laughs> <laughs> Which makes it even better. It's like yeah, yeah. But I, at this point, that that car is not. Ne- I'm never gonna get rid of it. It'll be a yard ornament at my house. <laughs> it, it's literally, it's not going anywhere. Well, you gotta at least keep it till it quits running. I mean, oh, and even yeah. if, it may even not ever. That, it, yeah, it's still gonna just sit there. I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I'm taking it with me. Yeah, I would think the first time you. Put your right foot on the gas of the Miata. You probably like, what did I yeah. just do? Oh no, that was that was honestly what it was. Yeah. Um, I I got in that thing because I got it running. All it was was the um, the trunk lock was broke on it, and that's where the battery was at. Well, the, he didn't have the battery strapped down, no. and so the battery just wasn't even hooked up. <laughs> and so I finally got you know got it running, got in it, took it down the road, and that thing would just scream as loud loud as it could. But I wasn't going. You weren't going anywhere. I I was like, "Oh man, what did I do?" I I went from this four LS four hundred that had the V (laughs) eight to like gerbils. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, you can LS swap the the Miata. You know that was uh, I was a thought. I had that thought, Um, but like I said, just too many projects. Well, yeah. Yeah, I got. Donovan knows how that is, right? I've got a bunch of stuff at my house. Yeah. Well, not really that much, but none of it's running. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I got to ask, I mean, because I, I mean, I was doing some circle track a long, long time ago before mm-hmm. I'm, you know, committed to completely road course right now. But Winchester, uh, describe to our listeners, because I used to watch Thursday Night Thunder 
from IRP, all that stuff. Uh-huh. And yeah. I think Winchester was on there at some point. Um, obviously, it was during the weekend, maybe. I don't know if it was Thursday Night Thunder, but man, I used to watch the midgets run there, all that stuff. I mean, getting around, ripping around that place. I mean, t- describe that to our listeners because they can't see a picture of it right now. You have to go look it up, Winchester Speedway. But describe the banking there and everything about that track. Oh, wow. Um, Winchester, it, I mean, itself, you say Winchester Speedway, and it kind of gives me goosebumps. I mean, that, that, that there is – that's my favorite track, all-time favorite track. Um, that is a track that you you don't even worry about what other cars are on that track because you're racing the track. Yeah. Um, the way the line is, I mean, you literally – it's kind of like a Darlington where you run right up against the wall. I mean, the closer you are to the wall, the faster you're going to be. Um going down into turn one, especially there's like a, a really bad bump that'll sometimes upset the car. Um, so, I mean, you're, you're hauling it down in the corner, like a super late miles. I think they run around 140 going down into the corner. Um, That's getting, and it, yeah. it, it's a half, it's a half mile track, gonna, half mile, just like Nashville. Yeah. Yep. Half mile track. And I mean, it, a lot of people that say, Oh, 140 miles, like 140 miles. Well, yeah, but you're doing that in a half mile. I mean, it's not, it's not, you know, just, well, then you got to get it woed down for the corner. Yep, yep. You got to get, get it woed down. I mean, and, and luckily the banking is there to support you. I think it has, uh, I think it has around 32 degrees banking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. which it's is, a lot. Oh, man. Yeah. I, I think that's pretty similar to what Daytona would be, I think. Yeah. Uh, I'm not for sure on that. But um, that is, that, that's a track. You, you race the track. And if you race the track and you're good to the track, the track will be good to you and, and you're going to get a good finish because the track is extremely hard on race cars, whether it's just you're running your line or you're in the wall. I mean, it's, you're going to tear some stuff up and uh, you either win or lose there. What, what, what's a good lap time around Winchester? Um, for the Supers, um, I think they were right around a, about a 16 flat or maybe a 1580 yeah uh, somewhere right around there yeah Yeah, Um, uh, that's what i was asking because i was going to try to compare you know i think a good time out at nashville which you'll know more than i will uh, because you've been out there recently but i think you know sub 19 is probably pretty good or right at 19 flat something like that yeah i think the the track record at least when i looked it up at the beginning of the year um was uh, at nashville was a um it was 1896, I believe, okay. was uh, for a pro late model. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the supers um, are, but yeah. So, yeah, you, you're getting it through there. Yeah. I and mean, that, that just gives our listeners some comparison. Like mm-hmm. to be four seconds faster on the same size track, I mean, I mean, the banking obviously yeah. helps, but I mean, that that's that's a lot in a half yeah. mile. Oh, yeah. Four seconds. Yeah, th- things happen, I mean, so fast. I mean, at Winchester, I mean, it's just like you're you're in and out of the corner and already down halfway oh, down yeah. the back stretch and into the next corner. Sixteen seconds doesn't give you much time to figure things out. No, no, you're just kind of long for the ride at that point. Yeah, because at least I mean, half of it's in the corner, right? Yeah, I mean, pr- pretty much. I mean, because you're down the straightaways and yeah. probably three four, seconds. four um, seconds probably, on a straightaway yeah, and I, eight I seconds in the three, corner. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yep. So um, it, then you go from Winchester. I mean, kind of tracks that you run. You run Winchester. Then you go to like a place like IRP, um, where not much banking. It's You're flat. It's flat. Ish. You're still by the wall, I guess, probably to to get the grip up there because you know the, I don't say is it progressive banking a little bit at IRP. 
Yeah, yeah, it's definitely uh, progressive banking. And um, in the past, I've honestly, I've liked running the bottom side at, at Raceway Park. Um, I, I've I've ran it all the way down on the apron and, and left side's almost in the grass. Um, but I mean, that, that track there, I, I like that track because you can run three wide comfortably and, and, and you can move around and find grip because the track is just so wide. Um, believe it or not, I, I believe... Um, speed wise i believe it might be faster at raceway park than what it is at winchester um it's it's also a little bit bigger i think raceway park is a five eights um so that little extra um definitely gets you going a little faster no he does a little bit longer straightaways and stuff because i've i've run um gosh i think i ran a midget or a sprint car there back in like Mm -hmm. the mid 90s i just tested one there but um and so now we kind of come to I don't know. How, what do you guys, what's the take on fairground speedway? I know what my take is and I know what Donovan's probably take is on this place. I mean, this is like, you know, all American 400 iconic. to be, even, even though I haven't like, I've never run this race. This is an iconic race. Like yeah. Donovan said there, um, for me, you know, in this market that this has been, cause we don't have a cup race now or a bush race or a truck race right. here. And so the all American 400, but everybody's, like, that's the race. Even even, even when it, there was, was, yeah, they was, still wanted to come and run the All American Four Hundred. Yeah, the All American Four Hundred. I mean, everybody's been in this race. Yeah. So you talk about a thirty-nine car field, which is a lot, but I mean, what's the take of the Midwesters like? What about Fairground Speedway? Um, honestly, um, I went down there a couple weeks ago, um, and I uh, that that was my first time down there since uh, I believe it was like two thousand nine, um, and that that track is definitely um it, it's it's a lot nicer now than the last time i was there <laughs> yeah. um I, I i when i went there i was like wow like this is a this is a nice facility like i it, i mean they've really done a really good job cleaning the place up um when the cars got on the track i i never realized from watching videos so i've watched several videos um of out of car videos and stuff like that and i never realized how bumpy the track was it's got a lot of character to it yeah um I, I like that. I like a, a kind of a rougher track that kind of puts it a little bit back into the driver's hand and mm-hmm. not so much into the, um, maybe the setup per se. Um, but I've actually never raced the track. Um, been there a couple of times, but never got to race so this weekend will be my, my debut. Gotcha. Well, point where I re- well, where I remember, I think we talked about this cause you did come out to when my son ran his go-kart a couple weeks ago that yeah. now I haven't raced this track since, 99 so this has been a while <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i know there's a big bump in turn two and that's a lot because the tunnel that, that yeah. you go over and then turn four comes up and your car gets tight um up off four is not good either so yeah. that, that wall comes up pretty quick so and um and you can drive it into one pretty hard so but you got that that bump in two so that that's from 20 years ago if that means right. anything <laughs> right <laughs> well you got to just use that to your advantage yeah. Which I'm sure, I mean, obviously everybody knows it, so they're all doing the same thing. But So if you've never run there, what's your what's your game plan? What are you looking at for this weekend? What um, Like, how are you going to get started and, and plan for the race? Um, I've done a lot of calling around, um, talked to different guys uh, as far as setups go, um, because that's obviously, you know, a big thing is getting mm-hmm. the car handling good. Um dad's raced there in the past a few times so i've kind of got some notes that he's got to go back on um even though it is a different car it'll kind of at least give me a a good start at least right um 
something that I've been playing around with at least, you know, 50 or so laps um, each night is um, iRacing. Um, iRacing has added um, yeah, Nashville's Nashville on Fairgrounds yeah. on there. So I've actually been, I've been turning many iRacing laps um, in preparation for this weekend. So we're going to see if that, that works in my favor any. Um, as far as like my goals or expectations with, with a 39 car field um, and the Pro Late Model Series, um, that's 39 of like the best Pro Late Model drivers as you look down the list, um, especially a lot of the local guys running and stuff that have been running there yeah. um, all year and years past. Um, I would be content, you know, at least qualifying into the show. Um, it's kind of hard to say where, um, just not knowing how, what, how the car is going to react or how I'll react to the track. But if I can qualify top 15, um, I'll be happy. Um, and then, you know, obviously a top 10 or, or even better than that. I don't want to, you know, obviously we want to go out there and win sure. but a lot of good cars and, and first times and everything. So I don't want to, I just want to set the goal where we can, we can make that goal and, and maybe do even better than what the goal is set to. So, so what's the, uh, you talk about qualifying into the show. How many guys is it 15, the top 15 get put into the main show? Uh, they lock the, I believe it is 24 and qualifying. Okay. Um, then you have, CRA has two promoters' choices, and then Nashville promoters have two uh, provisionals. And then uh, from there on back, um, it'll be from the last chance race, and I believe they're only taking two um, in the, the last chance race to make a 32-car field. Okay. Um, there was a little side note saying that the promoters do have choice to start more cars if need be. Um so hopefully we don't have to worry about that because, as you guys probably know, last chance races are going to look pretty rough. And <laughs> yeah, no. I'm sure it's exciting for the fans, but as a driver, <laughs> it, it hurts the bank account. So no, you don't. You don't want to do that. And you know, it, you've got some like, I mean, I know it's your first time here, but you got some big sponsors on this car. I mean, Driving Life Podcast yeah. is like, I mean, we're going to be on the hood. We don't want you to oh, use yeah. the, We don't want you using the chrome horn. You know. No. In the last chance yeah. race, they'll just see the driving line coming and <laughs> yeah. move over. So, I mean, other than us, that I mean, this big podcast that we got going on. But what's some other guys that have helped you, you know, here locally and and have got you down here for the All American Four Hundred this weekend? Yeah, um, definitely having you guys on the car. Um, that that's been a big help. Um, and uh, Jeremy with uh, GC Performance and Classics there in Nashville. Um, he's went beyond um anything i've even asked for this year and, and helped me out big time um as far as you know just anything i've, I've needed you know he, he's been there um as far as marketing or you know tires or, or whatever it may be he's been a really good help um uh, we've um actually have um extreme uh, electric they're coming on board um for this weekend um it's a new new sponsor um look forward to um, working with them in, in the uh, future. Um, Jim's Automotive, which is a, um, that's my um, uh, dad and grandpa. That's a family-owned business uh, here in Muncie. Um, JJC Excavating, that is my brother's business. Um, really, it's it's kind of a, a family deal um, as far as the sponsors go. Um, I, I consider all my, all my uh, sponsors, whether it be you guys, we're Extreme Electric, I consider you guys all family, you know, it's all um, it all, it's all big help. So look forward to it. 
Yeah, and so uh, I guess kind of give us the detail of the weekend. I mean, we're obviously recording this on a Wednesday and, and uh, Wednesday yeah, night. When we, yeah, when are you coming into when, town? When are you coming into town? Well, um, I have to work on Friday, so unfortunately I won't be there to practice on Friday. Um, I know a driver. Yeah. You know a driver? <laughs> yeah. well, can you get the car down here? Yeah, any way that driver can come up here tomorrow and help me finish up the car, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, I've had to do that with, in the past, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, with, uh, with working at, at UPS, um, it, it's, you don't ever really know when you're going to be off work. Um, so, uh, there's been like last night I was out here till two 30, um, yeah. working on the race car. And that's kind of, that's kind of how my, my schedule is. You, you know, you get off work around six or seven and you get a little bite to eat and then you head out to the race shop till right. about midnight, two o'clock and you get up and, and go at it again. So, um, yeah, I'm, uh, I, I'm what they call an old school racer, I guess, you know, I'm work and, and work on the race car and get it prepared and. To, to go to the yeah. track and then go run it and so you know we were you and i were texting last night back and forth a little bit and i sent you a couple of the uh you know race the truck the brown truck mm-hmm. yeah videos from uh back when dale jarrett was uh you know was driving for ups whatever it was um some good stuff there so i just gotta is yeah. your hauler is i mean do you just have a big ups truck you just throw the car in the back of that and bring it down you Ship know, it down here. That, yeah, that's. I've actually looked for it. <laughs> like a, a UPS discount? Truck yeah, we, we actually uh, we joked around because I actually found an old UPS truck for sale. Um, <laughs> and I was going to buy it uh, just just because it would be funny to daily drive a UPS truck to UPS and then get out and go drive a UPS truck all day. Dude, that um, would be funny. Yeah. But yeah. Um, no, I, I know UPS truck bringing me down uh, this time. So yeah. it'll just be this be an old Ford Dually and a, a trailer. Nothing too fancy. And then the other thing I was going to ask you about too is because um, it's not something that you see at least very often, or at least I haven't in the in the racing that I've seen. Is that that's a Corvette, right? You're in a Corvette. Yeah, yeah. We I wanted to be uh, I wanted to do something a little different. Yeah. Um, I I wanted to do. Um, the i wanted to do alexis honestly um <laughs> but i couldn't uh just in the time that i had i couldn't get uh, my vinyl guy to, to get me uh the vinyl made quick enough so there was a, a company um that actually was already making the corvette stuff so i just went ahead and ordered that because it's something different you don't yeah. see all the time um and that's the nice thing about these these template late models we, you all have the same body but you right. can change it up a little bit by putting a different different graphic on it so um, I really liked it. Um, I'll probably do it again next year, um, for, for another, another car, but. Well, like I said, I, maybe I'll get mine out and we can see if I can get a picture. I want to get mine nose to nose with yours. I'll try. Yeah. 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 yeah that, that would be, that'd be cool. I, I've, uh, I've actually only drove a Corvette one time. Um, and that was, I, I drove it for, I think it was about a, a half a mile. Um, <laughs> and, and I had like two or three people mad at me and I didn't even get on it. Like I promised you I didn't get on it, but they thought I got on it. So I was like, at, at that point I kind of told myself, yeah, just stick with the stickers on your race car. That'd be the good enough Corvette. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Uh, you can drive mine. Yeah, there we go. Well, good man. Well, I'm, uh, I'm rooting for you this weekend. I mean, I, you're kind of old school and that's how yeah. I am a little bit. You know, I, I think a lot of people don't know. I mean, I've got my CDL license and I drove the truck a lot the big mm-hmm. 18 wheeler that we've got. Um, actually I drove it for team TGM one time. And, uh, yeah. and so I believe in that and I, I, I'm glad we're, uh, able to support you. 
um, somehow this weekend at a, at a place that I love and have got some history there. And so, I mean, good luck to you this weekend. I think we're going to try to get out at some point and yeah. uh, come down and see you. It won't be Friday because you won't be there. Right. But uh, if something changes, you know, I can drive that thing down here and I'll practice it for you Friday. But, <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but, but good luck to you. And, and I guess tell folks how they can find out, you know, about your program and social media and all that stuff. Yeah, you guys can find me uh, on Facebook, uh, JP Crabtree. Um, I also have a Facebook um, driver fan page, which is JP Crabtree driver fan page. Um, as far as Instagram goes, um, it's been so long since I've actually looked to see what my Instagram name is. I, I get on it all the time, but I don't really recall what my name is. I think it's um, jcrabtree83, I believe is what it is. Um, and then as far as the race goes this weekend, you guys can uh, follow along on uh, speed51.com. Um, their coverage, um, especially this year, has been outstanding um, as far as um, just throughout the day, practice, qualifying, and, and even on into the race. So they've done a really good job, so you guys can follow along uh, oh, so that way. Are they are they live streaming that? Yeah, it, okay. it will be a, a live uh, pay-per-view uh, deal okay. um, that you can get through the website. Through that Speed 51 Yep, speed fifty. Yeah, speed fifty one TV Okay, speed fifty one TV. One of the two. Okay. Awesome, man. Well, well, thanks for. I don't want to keep you, you know, too long because I know, you know, you just had dinner. Yeah. You're probably eating dinner as you're talking to us, and uh, <laughs> you got to get out there and work on that car because we want you to be up front, you know, and and fighting for the win this weekend here at Fairground Speedway. So thanks, buddy, for for joining. Yeah. For a and, little bit. Yeah. And give us a text. Let us know. Um, let us know when you're going to be into town and and what your schedule is going to be, and we'll um. You know, we'll definitely get down to the track for sure. Okay, yeah, for sure. Yeah, worst case, we can maybe do some dinner um, uh, Saturday night after uh, after qualifying because we're not going to the last chance race. That's right, man. That's right. No, we're not doing that. I like it. We're not, Let's not, do we're that. Not that I'll yeah. make reservations. Oh, right. oh, there we go. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, man. Have a good one, and we will right. see you this weekend, bro. Okay. Thank That's you, it. guys. Right. All right, guys, welcome back to Driving Life. Hope you enjoyed uh, Mr. J.P. Crabtree and be cheering him on and all the other guys that are coming here for this race. Yeah. This is going to be a cool event. And a big field. I mean, they're, yeah, 39. a lot of guys. Gonna, I guys, mean, and that's not the only. Some guys are going home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, I, mean, I know. It's just, it's, uh, this is going to be a good weekend. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Good weather. So, uh, yeah. as we said in the opening, go check it out. Go support the Fairground Speedway. It's a place that we love and, um, you know, it's just an iconic venue to this area. Yeah. And just get back to some, some Gra- grassroots, grassroots racing. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, but kind of a, as we talked in the opening, Texas is going on right now. So not much NASCAR to really talk about. I have no idea. We could probably turn on the TV in here, but you know, my bet is probably Harvick's going to win this thing. Yeah. He could be out as I talked, but he won there this year. I think. I don't know. They were talking, it's been so long ago. They were talking about it on Sunday when they were trying to get this thing going. Yeah. Um, I haven't, I haven't had it on at all. Couldn't tell you a thing. I, I, I'm kind of being a downer here, but, um, yeah. And I saw a tweet from Daryl Waltrip, you know, he, he's lives here locally yeah. in Nashville. Really it's at Center Hill Lake, I think, um, more than anything now, but and it made some good sense. And I haven't not watched the coverage at all since Sunday. I've yeah. just been kind of MIA. We had a track day up at NCM yep. yesterday. And so we were up there, which it did not rain. And a great event that, that was going on again. And uh, that he was kind of like, you know, why don't we just, like, leave Texas, go run Martinsville, come back and run Texas on the way back to Phoenix. Right. 
It's like, man, that made, that made pretty good sense. I'm surprised it's not raining there. I mean, the, the hurricanes must be blowing a far enough uh, east, you know, that it's not affecting them. But, man, we're getting a lot of rain. Oh, we're getting dumped on right yeah. now. Yeah. So yeah. it's. Yeah, when you said they were racing right now, I was like, whoa, okay. Well, I think they had tried to be. I'd last, yeah, I've been keeping up with on social media that they were drying the track and they were looking for a 5 p.m. Eastern start. So they may not be racing. We may be saying all this stuff and nothing's really going on um, yeah. at all there. But we oh, did. My phone just quit. We did have um, some racing down at St. Petersburg, Florida over the weekend. Crowded yep. IndyCar champion Scott Dixon, sixth title, I think. Yeah, six tied uh, big, the big Texan. Yeah, text uh, AJ yeah. Foyt. AJ Foyt. So, um, which uh, did you watch the race? I mean, I watched. I was in it off and on, and I I caught the very end of it right there. And Newgarden, he had to win, which he did. Yeah. Um, but he needed Dixon to finish ninth or worse, or worse than ninth, so tenth, I guess, or worse. And um, when he finished second or third, third, third. Oh no, yeah, third. I think he ended up third. So I mean. Great. I, I watched the same, probably the same as you, Don. I mean, I watched the beginning. Rossi sort of dominated the beginning. Um, I think he got passed on a restart, or they got kind of bunched up there at the end, and I'm not sure where he faded to because uh, I had it on just kind of trying to pay attention. But obviously, hometown boy here, Hendersonville boy, you know, gets the win, New Garden. But it's kind of exciting going to a street race for the last, you know, to decide the championship. Yeah. So many things could go oh, yeah. sideways. And it did. I mean, there was a lot of – carnage yeah. in that race a lot more than what i expected uh, of course it's the last race of the year everybody's trying to be aggressive and well, and you got drivers and, that are moving to different rides right, or, got, or, or right. Not, don't have don't a have rides. a ride yeah yeah so i mean a lot going on for dixon too i mean it just felt like at the beginning man he got kind of shuffled back to 10th or 11th and man he was just you know having to kind of map his way through there but obviously chip ganassi mike hall and those guys they called a great strategy got him to third and he just sort of followed new garden did what he had to do to to win that not saying he was points racing that day but those guys they came out of the gate no, so strong after covid when they came back to racing and just like he dominated the first half of the season and built up this points lead where not saying he coasted in because finishing on the podium is not coasting in by any means at all um but he just had a big enough lead to you know keep it going where this held off new garden there. And, um, I feel like those guys are going to be going at it again next year for sure. Those two. Oh yeah, totally. To be, as far as the championship, those seem to be the two guys that are just that, that under, have it together consistently that understand what they need to do yeah. to win championships. And, you know, and sometimes you're going to, do you think Rossi will ever, I mean, he just seems to put himself, he's fast, always fast. Yeah. But he kind of, he seems to just, I don't want to say reckless, but like, like he's not using his head all the time, and you know he just wants to win at all costs, and it costs him. Yeah, I mean you gotta you gotta understand you you want to win the war, not the battle all the right. time, and, right. you, and you gotta and, and Ganassi said this, and it's like even you know the engineers I've worked with in the past, and that you know you just gotta take what the car is gonna give you that day. Do you want to win every race? You want to wake up that day at whatever track that you're at, and you want to win. You want to have that mindset. Hey, I'm going to the track. I'm going to win this race. I need to right. be competitive. And but when everything starts to play itself out, and if third's the best you're going to get, or fifth, that's the best you're going to get that day. Take that and keep moving on. Right. Um, I think that's hard for some drivers because it's like I didn't even realize that you know Castro Nevis that drove for Penske for so long never won championship. 
Oh, yeah. I didn't realize that either. Yeah, he won the 500 a bunch. Well, yeah. But never won a championship. And look at, and, I, and I even look at Will Power. Yeah, I think he's won a championship there. Finally, he did a, yeah. few, a few years ago. But super fast guy. Yeah. But the inconsistency yeah. is there. And um, and so Dixon has got it. I think New Gardens understand. Yeah, Sebastian under, Borde, same thing. Yeah, understands that. And so, I mean, you just got to you got to understand, yeah, you want to win as much as you can, but you've got to put yourself in position. You can definitely lose the championship by driving oh, that yeah. way. And not saying you're point tracing, you're just taking what you can get that day and, and being okay with that and moving on to the next Yeah, race. I mean, you're still driving as hard and as fast as the car will let you drive, whether that's, like you said, a, you know, a win or a fifth. From a from a from a driving standpoint, it's the same. You're doing the same work behind the wheel. Yeah, it's just the car is faster. The whatever, whether the circumstances are, just put you in a better position. Yeah, I mean, you got to win races to go win the championship for sure. sure. I mean, look at Dixon. Sure, what he does. I mean, it's not say, oh, I'm just going to run around and run fifth all year long, and that's what what I'm going to do. That, that doesn't happen. I mean, we won the championship. We won three three of the ten races. Right. But you've you've got to put yourself in position to win races and be in there. Um, because stuff can happen late in the race, right? You know, and well, then, that's just it. You, you may be running seat. third or fifth, and something happens in front of you. I mean, you've seen that before. I've seen that yeah. with you, and you know, your championship season where suddenly, you, you know, when you guys are running third or fifth or whatever it was, and a couple of guys on fuel mileage in front of you run out of fuel. Yeah, and, you know, you jump up three, four spots. You just got to put yourself in position. Yeah, because I understand. I mean, early on in my career, and especially that because we have co-drivers and you, and you normally have amateur co-drivers that are with you. And I specifically in our 2011 run in the championship, which we ended up fourth. And I go back to several races that I'm like, or at least one in particular that, you know, uh, I was driving with Sarah Catania for the uh, first time and she hadn't won a race. Well, I had, and I was like, okay, but I wanted to win one for her. Right. And it's like, I kept trying to win a race and specifically where we were. And it's like, man, I, I could have finished second that day. We'd have come out there with a points lead. That had changed that whole year. But I get in a, we get in a huge wreck battling for the lead. We're the two cars that – the one that would – it's like – not that I'm saying like we had 20 minutes to go. Not that you want to give up the lead, but we got in this huge wreck. And the car that we were battling with for the race win wasn't even in the championship. So it's yeah. like you're my, you can get sideways and get the red mist. And it happens to everybody for sure. Um but Dixon just knows how to get it done. Yep. And New Garden's doing the same thing. I, I mean, I'm not going to be shocked when I think you're going to see Joseph's going to go on this run at some point like Dixon. He's yeah. going to be that type of driver where we're going to be talking about him in 10 years and saying, yep, six titles, Yep. you know, because he's got two already and he was close to having a third again this year. So, um, yeah, I, I agree. I think those those are the two names that are going to be at the top for quite a while. Yeah, So I think sure. Dixon's still got, what is he, 40? 41 something yeah, like that. Yeah, somewhere in there. He's not going anywhere anytime no, soon. No, he's he's going to he's going to be around for a while. Yeah. So, good good race. I mean, good to see St. Pete, you know, street race, which that's yeah. what we're going to have here at, at uh in Nashville here in August. So, we're uh, super excited to have that event here. I know you're going to be able to get to go to that. Yeah. So, that's going to be a lot of fun and Yeah, I'm looking forward to that as we build up to that and seeing what they're doing here in the city and uh, you know, staying close with Jason and Seeing where how things are progressing, it's gonna be a lot of fun. Yeah, no, that's gonna be that's gonna be cool to kind of see that everything kind of put together and how the season's kind of playing out at that time too, because that'll be a critical time, uh, the end of August. 
Yeah. You know, as far as they're getting down to the wire, you'll know who kind of the the, the front runners are yeah. for the championship. Yeah, too. no, so it should have yeah, to play out really nicely here for yeah, in a new track, new track, first time here. Yeah, yeah. So that that's going to be really cool. So, yeah. um, I found out who won Texas. They just oh, did they? Okay, yeah, Kyle Busch. Wow. So he yeah. did. Uh, he, he gets his win. Gets his win. Did they go the full distance? Did I think say? so. Yeah. Did? Okay. I, I didn't. It didn't say that it didn't. Okay. Um, it just said, uh, you know, Kyle Busch kind of up, upsets the because uh, uh, Martin Truex, I guess, maybe he won. I don't know. Again, I just saw the. We're just looking this. at this right now, right? Yeah. And uh, but he was docked twenty points for a uh, illegal spoiler. Ooh. Oops. But he's going to Martinsville, which he's won. Yep. So. Got to get when you're in. Probably going to be his only way to get in now. Yeah. So, yeah, we don't have the full rundown because we no, did, did just, not watch. I just pulled it up real quick on yeah. my phone and, uh, yeah. So Kyle Bush, I'll go back and watch it tonight. Take a look at it and just see what happened. I'll fast forward through the whole thing. See yeah, what just see how the end goes. Yeah, yeah. just get to yeah. see if it's a green white checkered. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you know what? I mean, honestly, I'm kind of ha- happy for Kyle. Um, I'm not a huge Kyle Bush fan, but again, I'm a, I'm a fan of excellence right when you're that good you, you got to respect that you know tom brady uh you know yeah pick pick somebody and when you're that good you just ha- whether you're a fan or not you just at least have to say okay well the guy can drive a car right and for him what is this 15 years in a row that he's won a race yeah he was his so streak think, was gonna yeah, be right in jeopardy as we get down to the end here yeah and so uh, I, I was kind of happy for him for that you know i don't know no, I mean, I think it's good. I mean, people either love him or hate him. Yep. You know, I I tend to – he's a really good driver. Right. And I guess I'm kind of a fan of all the guys, really. But, I mean, they all – you know, as far as fans go, they're either way for him or way against him. But you got to look at Kyle that he puts back to the sport. You know, he's got a truck team. Yeah. And occasionally that he does drive and dominates in there. And I think that's great for the series. And then, then he's got a – Maybe he's got a late model team also, and then you know we talk about the All American Four Hundred, kind of bring yeah. it back full circle. What we're talking about this weekend, that he was scheduled to be here last year, yeah. And to see somebody like that to commit to it now, the promoter probably had to do something for him to commit, but still to take it off weekend to come here yeah. and do it. Um, he was committed to doing it at the time until it got canceled because the rain and then obviously COVID and everything else. So now it's you know the twenty twenty edition of it. So I look at it that way. He's a racer. And yeah, he wants to win all the time and gets upset about it. Yeah, I, I completely understand. Yeah, I've that. never had a problem with Kyle per se. I just was never a huge fan. You know what I mean? Love that. I love his racing. Yeah, but he puts back into the sport, yeah. which I think is cool because that's you know there there's talking about like a new breed of car owners coming or that need to come into NASCAR yeah. because you got Richard Childress, Hendrick. I mean, you got all these guys that have been around for so long. Gibbs. In Gibbs, I mean, you need some younger blood. And I think Kyle, eventually, when he does finally retire, yeah. I think will stay around and be a team owner like a Denny Hamlin's doing now. Yeah, exactly. and Hamlin and Stewart, I mean, you know, Tony's the one that's really, I mean, I know started that. Yeah, yeah, I got some huge help from Haas, but nonetheless, you know, he's still leading the charge there. And yeah, yeah I, I'm interested to see that, you know, that change, that change is coming because those guys aren't going to be in the sport forever. Not, Hendrick will the name will probably stay in the sport. Oh but, yeah, you know Rick is, you know he's not going to be around forever, and so yeah, I think it's I think it's time. I'm interested to see what's going to happen with Hamlin and you know bringing some bringing Jordan into the sport. I mean that's crazy. 
yeah, it's, it's it'll be interesting to see what happens. No, for sure. So I mean, that's that's really cool. He gets his win and keeps that streak going. Yeah. And um, I know that that that's important to to have that because you want to get that win and say, hey man, I have won yeah. for so many years in a row. And yeah. And so that's that race, and then we got IMSA's out to the West Coast this weekend at Laguna. Yep. So two races to go in the IMSA series. Um, and then they'll be head to Sebring here in November. Yeah, to cap it off. And then you basically start the season right back over again. They do, yeah. And, um, I mean, yeah, 21 can't get here fast enough for me. So yeah. I'm, I'm tired of – It's t- cruising. I'm, We're I'm, getting there. I'm tired of telling them that, yeah, they're going there this weekend. <laughs> yeah. And I'm still sitting <laughs> here. Not, yeah, but, yeah. But it's all that good. Stinks. All good. No. And, you know, we can't let it go here either. They kind of swept it under the rug a little bit. I don't know. Uh, you know, from the PR department, the media team. They at, did a good job on at this Hendrick. one. Yeah. Kind of sweeping the Kyle Larson story. But you were right. Donovan, it was close. I almost nailed it. But. We, I think we talked off air. 25, you know, Kyle, Kyle Larson. I can't even talk right now. We knew this was coming. Right. As soon as Bowman got signed to the 48, we knew yep. exactly, I mean, the whole industry knew this, that Larson was going to sign with Hendrick. We just didn't know which number. Yeah. You, we talked, 88 was gone. We knew, we knew that. that. Yeah, I knew that wasn't going to happen. And I thought 25, turns out. That's why I think I was thinking 25, too. Yeah. Turns out he's going to go with the old Terry Labonte, number five. Five, yeah. So, I wonder what about sponsorship. I wonder, I mean, I'm sure they're not going to announce any of that right off the bat, but. No, but that's why I was telling you. I mean, we've maybe talked on air about this, maybe folks too. I don't know if it's off off or on, but that I thought Allied Banking wanted to be oh, yeah. they were the primary for the forty eight. They wanted no part of that. And so the eighty eight I felt like the races I'd seen had had Valvoline on, which I'm sure Valvoline did a deal with Hendrick dealerships. And so that was sort of a B two B deal. Right. Um, on the 88, I've seen Chevrolet or Chevy goods, which that's probably a B2B deal, something with Chevrolet. So I felt like, not saying they didn't have sponsorship, but it's more B2B deals with Hendrick that they could sort of make this work without having ruffling any feathers. And yeah, yeah. which Ali said, you know, that we want to be with Bowman and that's who we want to be with. Um, and so that's why I feel like this move was just, you know, a lateral move for, for Bowman to go to the 48, that opened the door for Larson to go into the 88, yep. and or not the 88, into the 25, whatever number they wanted it to be, but right. into that car yeah. that was carrying those logos on it, that it was easier for Hendrick to um, to justify that. Yeah, so there you go. Larson, what a surprise everybody knew was going to happen anyway. But, yeah, so we'll see. I mean, I mean honestly, I'm looking forward to it. I. I kind of figured this was going to happen all along, you know, regardless of what, you know, how that story played out and, and, you know, the backstory behind all that, at some point I kind of figured he'd be back in NASCAR and, and but, in some, with somebody. Yeah. And I mean, and I think for the folks out there that are going to go jump up and down about this, you look at any major sport out there, whatever it is, I mean, everybody deserves another chance. Sure. And did he get, I mean, the guy lost his ride. Lost everything. I mean, and from little I know that, I mean, put his lake house up for sale. And, I mean, probably didn't know what was going to happen next. Right. And so I'm, there's going to be a group of people saying, you know, but you look at any sport, I mean, the NFL, I mean, just go look at all the major sports and what guys have done. 
and work their way back into a right. deal. And, you know, everybody deserves that chance. And so I'm happy to see it because I think he's going to – I think he learned a lot. And I he was already too. fast. Yeah, right. And, but I think we, we talked about contending for a championship. I think this time apart, you know, probably helped with that with him because he was fast always in Ganassi stuff. And, I mean, he, let's say, I mean, he did upgrade. Let's oh, say. yeah. Um, uh, when you talk about the NASCAR stuff compared to Hendrick and Ganassi, I think he definitely upgraded in that department. But I think he's going to be a contender for the championship next year for sure. I don't see that. Oh, you know he's coming back hungry. Yeah. And he's been racing. I mean, he's, he's been winning yeah. everything on dirt. Yeah. So, I, I mean, yeah, he's going to come back fast. Yeah. So, I think this is, um, I mean, good job by Rick. I think he's with the right guy too. Um, I think so too. We obviously have some friends of the podcast. Mr. Bob Ingram is close friends with Hendrick and, yep. and what a good guy he is. And I think Rick will, um, I mean, Rick just didn't do this. Right I agree. Off the bat. I mean, yeah. there was a lot of conversation, I'm sure, behind closed doors yeah. about this. And um, he, he's in the right I'm curious situation. to see what Junior is going to say about this, Dale Junior, because, you know, Rick brought dale specifically on to his team yeah to mentor him and you know after everything with his dad you know yeah. passing and whatever um and they i mean you know mr hendrick has that relationship that's family to him and so i'm curious to see what the backstory is with larson because i you i'm almost positive there has to be some sort of mentorship you know we're gonna help this kid and and getting back to where he needs to be. Yeah, and I think there's already, I think on his podcast, um, I think Larson was on there today, I think. Oh, was he really? Maybe, yeah, maybe. I, it's on YouTube, I think. So um, our listeners there, Dale Jr., I can't remember what it's called, Dale Jr. Download or whatever, but I think it's it popped up on my YouTube feed, and I have not had a chance to watch it. Yeah, yet. I usually, I catch it. I try to catch it every week. Yeah. But like I said, I've been busy. I haven't done anything this week. Well, yeah, it's been a busy week for you because you're doing a lot <laughs> yeah. of remodeling and, and um, trying to get ready Yeah, for some of your house stuff. Yeah. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to leave it at that because yeah. it just seems like, you know, you take two steps forward and a dozen backwards. I don't know. I, I'm spinning my wheels here. But, I mean, I'm getting stuff done. It just takes forever. Yeah. So, yeah, I've been I've been off social media. I've, been, I've neglected everything. I apologize because I shouldn't be, but – that's what I got to do this week. So, yeah. Yeah. No, you've had a busy, uh, busy week. So as we wrap up here, obviously, I think it's been not really by us, I guess, in a way, but maybe swept under the rug by some other, maybe the NFL. I remember, uh, so I was watching some games. This is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. Yeah. And obviously, Ted Giovannis, who's on our, you know, my team owner and my boss, um, being the Breast Cancer Awareness Month, we had a, we had a symposium today for the, for the foundation, and it's jktgfoundation.org. And um, I watched a little bit of it today. There's some interesting stuff going on as far as the research and stuff, and I kind of lost the feed at some point um, today. I don't know if it was my internet or the feed that was coming out from the symposium, because he does this every year. Mm -hmm. Normally it's live in person. Um, but just got to give out – I mean uh, – I guess I say that and I, when I watched some of the NFL games that I didn't see all the pink and all the stuff right. that they've been wearing. Yeah, I don't think they made a big deal about it. Yeah, this year. But um, I just got to give, you know, Ted always, he's doing the right thing and keeping cancer on yeah. on the front of everything he's doing. And and so he was doing that today. So that was um, 
That was just interesting to kind yeah. of some of the research. Well, and my, you know, my mom's a breast cancer survivor. Yeah. I mean, so, everybody out there has got that. Yep. So um, definitely check his foundation out. I mean, just to kind of see the research and what they're kind of doing. And Yeah, because they, I really, his story is really good. His, his, the foundation yeah. and how he supports it because he doesn't want it. And again, I don't want to speak out of line here, but um, you know, it's, it's much more non-traditional. Oh, completely. You know, let's, let's look outside the big pharma box here. Yeah. Because that, I mean, those people want to fund projects that are going to work. He's going to fund the one that it may not work, but if it does, right. What a home run or a grand slam for right. everybody Yeah, in that, in that world or that's going through some cancer stuff. So um, hats off to him, you know, support breast cancer awareness month, October as we end October here. Um, I just feel like I need to kind of end yeah, with that no, today. I'm glad you did say Cause, that. Cause I did watch that um, some of that today. So hope everybody has a great week, great weekend coming up Halloween. I know yeah. it's going to be a little different um, <laughs> this year, but Hopefully it does fall on a Saturday. I think it is a full moon Saturday too. So hopefully everybody's safe. And that talking about a full moon at the racetrack, that's going to be interesting too yeah. down there. The yeah, it's going to be a fun weekend. And the weather's supposed to be decent here in Nashville. So I'm excited about that because it's raining like crazy. And I see the cleaning people. I think they're going to throw us out here. Oh yeah. So we need to, we yeah. need to wrap up. So guys <laughs> go enjoy the racing out the all American 400. Uh, tune in to us, leave your, you know, your ratings with us on iTunes, Spotify, all that stuff. Find us on all the social channels. Hit us up on Instagram. Yep. And uh, we'll talk to you next week. Peace.